Okay, welcome to another episode of Words. That is P words. Think of you know, slods on Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL and Sean Connery, rest in peace. Um, yeah, it's a funny hat. <laughs> so. This is going to be, the P words are going to be players and predictions. Predictions and players. And yes, it's about fantasy football. And the original friend I was calling, well, he's turns out to be a piece of shit right now. So, not answering, not ready. In his defense, it was impromptu uh, during week nine, less than an hour before game time. But... The concept, and what I'll get to next week, is we make our predictions, because we know so much. Uh, well, we'll find out that later on in the week, when either we're looking really smart, or fucking stupid. And people can call in, out of the three followers that we'll have, that will listen to this, they'll call in, and they can call us either one of those things and say, Thanks, I'm currently in the Scranton Big Lots parking lot, and that's because uh, Pennsylvania sports gambling rules enable me to do that here. So I'm geolocated, jumped over the border from New York, passing through, discovered a, a new brewery that is immaculate and might end up being partial owner of that. You know, I had to get my lady a, a big old brass singing bowl for her birthday. Just a regular old Saturday, but welcome to Sunday. It is football day. It's what we all look forward to and uh, are able to procrastinate on everything else because of. And then we wake up Monday just feeling like, you know, underachieving pieces of shit again. Vicious cycle, but once the season's over, and then you're sad, you know. Even though I'm a Chiefs fan, yeah, bandwagon, no, fuck you. I did 19 years hard time in Topeka, Kansas. About an hour away from Kansas City. Seems like much longer when you grew up making that drive. And just a little background on that, just to sum up the state of Kansas. Um, of course, we're Chiefs fans by default. Usually, it's pretty much all we have is sports because there's nothing to see, nothing to do. Lots of angry meth heads and old people and not really any girls. And if there are, they're, they're ruined by those aforementioned horny old meth heads that eventually get them because... Uh, Alarms sound even if a hot girl moves there. It's like the zombie pusapolips, and all of a sudden, they're ruined. I remember taking the bus home from middle school, sixth grade. Had a crush on, you know, the hottest girl. You set your goals high. Hottest girl in, like, seventh grade. But she's not getting on the bus. She is uh, getting a train instead. A.K.A. she is getting ruined in front of her eyes as she's getting picked up by some 20-year-old fuck in a leather jacket with a Camaro, and it's like the butterfly effect in real life, except for they're getting her when she's a caterpillar. Didn't even have a chance to be a butterfly. Could have been a beautiful moth, even. But, yeah, you're just sad, and that's one by one they fall. They don't last long, because all those creeper douchebags and meth heads, they'll eventually get them and taint it. And, and just so many overachieving guys there because of it. All you got to do is have a car or have anything, really, or just be in the right spot or, you know, eh, it's depressing. But to sum up Kansas, yes, 
Kansas City. We have, sure, our Chiefs, right? No, only parts of Kansas that are in Kansas City are really shitty. Really shitty parts. It's on the side of the river. They you know, divided a long time ago. They just kept the name Kansas City. That's where the Chiefs are. That's where all the cool shit is. And, you know, better laws in Missouri for sure. We don't have a Missouri City, if you were wondering. And I wouldn't want one. Anyway, it would be a piece of shit. But, you know, they already got St. Louis. They got all the sports teams. They got everything. You got the Ozarks. You got so many just inbred white trash hillbillies. But, yeah, yeah, they're greedy over there. And so that just kind of sums up Kansas. Still red, as we just saw as well, but hey, they're making progress. We just got Wi-Fi last year. It was dial-up for a long, long time, but, you know, they put up this giant tower. I remember Al Gore installed it himself when he was creating the interweb. Anyway, on to predictions. So, hey, I mean, you could play devil's advocate, and I could act like I'm that other guy, and but I'm just going to make my own predictions because I'm myself. So here goes. Chiefs, Carolina. Oh, this is a tough one. Are we talking about the spread as well? Eh, let's do both. Why not? Money line. I think I might go Chiefs. Not only big fan, but, well, I think they might be favored just by a little bit. Let me check the lines here for you. I think it's like minus 14, some shit like that. Let's just give her a gander. All right. We got minus 10. I do think the Chiefs will cover that shit. We won't fuck with over-unders. We're not going to get all convoluted. Then we got Broncos-Falcons in Atlanta. You know, big home field advantage with no fans always. But they're going to pump in that crowd noise. I think they not only win, but they cover that minus four and a half as well. Because I've hated the Broncos most of my life. And I just don't believe in that offense. Defense is okay, but Falcons are the best two and six team that I've ever seen. We got Seattle at Buffalo. Seattle's hot. Don't really give a shit about being on the road. Buffalo's kind of wavering. That offense is suspect. The defense is getting a little healthier for the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus three. I think they win and they cover handily. And I do believe the Seahawks defense is pretty cheap in daily fantasy. And I would go with that as definitely one of the sleepers out there. Chicago at Tennessee. This one's a tough one. Uh, that... Bears offense, again, kind of similar to that Buffalo suspect, and they will surprise you. They're always tough to bet this year. I'm going to take the Titans, though, and to cover, minus six. And, uh, I don't know, some sleepers in that game. Mooney is super cheap. I might throw him out there. Henry's obviously a splurge, um, and the Bears defense is not too bad against the run, but... You know, that guy is a fucking man-beast freak, so he might just run through him for another 300 yards. Who knows? But I think uh, A.J. Brown falls through the cracks a little bit, and Corey Davis gets a little more action, but I think Jonu Smith could be the sleeper of that game. Tannehill loves him, and uh, he'll sneak in there, and he's, he's like 3,800 on DraftKings. He's pretty cheap as well. I guess I should throw a sleeper out. Broncos-Falcons. Well, Ridley banged up. He's out. I'm going to go with uh, Russell Gage for super cheap. Could also throw Zacchaeus in there. Uh, he had one good week, but that just means that very, very undervalued. Ryan seemed to like him. You could say Hurst as well. He loves the tight end. Uh, but, you know, 
expectations. He's a little pricier than he should be, I feel like, and never delivers when shit's expected of him, you know. Lindsey banged up, but he's going to play. Melvin Gordon could have a good day. It could be a shootout. Drew Locke's going to be thrown around. Um, so, I mean, Noah Fant could be also a sleeper, but I'm going to stick with Russell Gage as my go-to there. And my Panthers Chiefs, uh, McCaffrey's back. They're splitting with Davis, as they should be, not only for his health purposes, but also Davis is a, is a monster, too. And they both can receive. Honestly, worried about that as a Chiefs fan a little bit. But Robbie Anderson could really tear us up, just as our second tier. Charvarius Ward's been getting chunked up, even with his broken hand. I mean, I expected him to do better, right? No, we need a cornerback, honestly. They need to sign one off of there. Legereus Sneed coming back soon. Very underrated, like, fifth-round rookie. Fast as hell. Played great first few weeks and broke his collarbone or something. Hopefully he's back soon and we don't have to, but we need some offensive linemen as well. They're super banged up. Sleeper of the day, you could easily throw out Cole Hardman. Um, I mean, not even too much of a sleeper. Had a great week last week. Seems to be getting more consistent. Watkins still out, of course. Uh, you know, Edwards Hilaire, I think, still going to have a great day, even with Le'Veon kind of roll increasing a little bit. Panthers side, though, I, I mean, I'm going to stick with uh, DJ Moore could kill it. I feel like they'll be behind, though. They'll be throwing a lot more. I think Robbie Anderson is his go-to guy this year, and we have problems with second receivers, especially deep threats. Him or Moore could kill it, but I'm going to lean towards Anderson because he's on two of my fantasy teams, and I need that to happen as well. Just, you know, hopefully it's not one of those fucking trap games with the Panthers. I feel like we know it's a trap game and everybody has talked about it to where it's not a trap game anymore, which I appreciate. It's like Chiefs versus Ravens. All five announcers picked the Ravens to win. Watching it with my Ravens fan friend who was supposed to be on this call. And right away we all knew because we're dealing with the superstitious sports gods for years. As soon as all five of them picked against the Super Bowl champs for some reason, we knew the Chiefs were going to win right away. Even he did. He, he gets that. He didn't like it at all. And I'm, I'm sad he's not on the call, so I couldn't remind him of that moment. All right, moving on. Ravens versus Colts, apropos there. That's uh, probably the game of the week, I'd say. Being a Chiefs fan and already slapping those Ravens, like I said, I'm going for them against the Colts because we don't play the Colts this year, and I've always kind of hated them. Of course, Phillip Rivers as well. Chiefs-Colts got a deep, long shit history, and yeah, they got some soul wounds there. But uh, Phillip Rivers against that defense, he likes to force balls in places. I feel like they'll be playing from behind. <clears throat> Taylor, I, I mean, Baltimore's pretty good against the run. I don't think Taylor will do it, but I think Naheem Hines will creep up again. That's that or Trey Burton, sleeper of the day. Hopefully the Ravens are ready to unleash J.K. Dobbins because he deserves it. Gus Bus solid too. They'll split carries again. Hard to say what Andrews is going to do every week as Hollywood Browns break out. That's what my buddy tells me as well. I don't trust Lamar's arm. I don't think he's, I mean, he has an arm, but I don't. Love his accuracy, especially if they're down and playing from behind. And those are just facts. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I mean, look at the tape. I know you have. Um, Andrew's on my main fantasy team, and he's he's really upsetting me recently, too. He's had a lot of drops. Marquise complaining in the news. 
Needed you to beat the Steelers. I'm a little bitter about that, too. You'll get another shot at them, but I'm going to stick with an even split. I know it's cheating, but Burton and Hines as my sleepers today. Uh, I think they have another tight end questionable there. I don't know if Doyle's back, but Allie Cox probably not going to play, too. So leaning towards Burton, and, yeah, we'll make that official. I threw him on a bunch of the daily fantasy teams as well. Moving on. Oh, yes, I pick the... Uh, I picked the Ravens definitely in that game and to cover at minus one, even in Indianapolis, just because Phillip Rivers is going to throw three interceptions and maybe fumble once. And, uh, and then he's going to have another kid by the end of the game. And we got Lions at Vikings and minus three and a half at home. Vikings are, I think Dalvin Cook alone, I think is going to cover that. So I'm going to go with Vikings to cover. Should be a shootout, that's what they always say. Might disappoint. Hopefully they use DeAndre Swift or try to. I don't know what the fuck the Lions are doing every week. They're probably the most unpredictable team in the league because I'll blame Patricia. But, um, yeah, Galladay's out too. Definitely hurts them. Therefore, you can slip in some very cheap daily fantasy options. Marvin Jones is your first go-to, you'd think. Obviously, he loves Hawkinson. Hawkinson's actually expensive. But Marvin Hall could be a deep sleeper there. And we all love when Peterson, at age 38, amazing what he's doing still. Wish he was on a team that I cared about or was in contention and wish my Chiefs would have signed him. But obviously we got Levy on now. So all is well. Upgrade, as Beyonce would say. But hopefully uh, that doesn't cut into Swift and he doesn't vulture that shit. But you know it will. Starting Swift in one of my leagues too and... I am ready for the for the breakthrough much like Dobbins like it's time, you know, it's time to move on We started off in a relationship Now we're uh, you know broken up, but we still live together and it's awkward That's the Peterson Swift situation, but you know, he's done the lease and just don't bring any guys home, etc So Vikings Delvin Cook is the obvious splurge and I did throw him on like four of my 11 fantasy daily teams because He's just a fucking monster, and I got Madison on my bench just knowing that they're going to feed that beast. Um, Thielen is still pretty pricey. Cousins is fucking suspect, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna feed Cook. Sleeper of the day, though, I got, I got I'm going to go with Marvin Hall. He's creeping in there, and, but Vikings to cover at minus three and a half. We got Giants. At Redskins in the game of the week thriller, Redskins are favored three points. I don't remember the last time they were favored, but thank you, New York football teams, for you know giving confidence to the rest of the league. And I'm sure they'll say you're welcome. Lots of Jets fans out here I've, I've met along the way, and they're talking about Joe Namath still. It's Mark Sanchez is, is their go-to. You know that's when things are good. I'm going to take Redskins to cover just because I'm more and more believing in that defense. Got a couple uh, Washington football team, I mean, fan friends. And um, I think Daniel Jones is very suspect with the ball and not very trustworthy. He'll turn over probably at least three times today. They should also be feeding Gallman the shit out of that ball. Not only because I got him off the waiver wire, but because... He's fucking underrated. He's another one of those guys like Gus Edwards, like Chase Edmonds, that if given the opportunity, give this guy 20 carries or 20 touches a game, 
And he's going over 100 yards one way or another, regardless. And he will produce. He just finishes runs. He breaks tackles. He runs fucking hard. And on another team, these guys would be monsters and consistent as hell. And they stay fairly healthy, too. It's, it's frustrating from everybody's viewpoint, I'm sure. I would say he's a sleeper, but like I said, handicapped by them just not giving him the fucking ball. I hate all their receivers because not only are they meh, but Daniel Jones, obviously. Evan Ingram falls into that same bracket, constant underachiever. Deion Lewis will maybe vulture another touchdown. And then Alfred Morris is still in the league, everybody. Nobody fucking knew that until last week. I thought he was retired six years ago. Um, but, you know, after bagging groceries, he went that Kurt Warner route, and now he's back. Uh, over under Alfred Morris, 205 yards total from scrimmage. I'm going to go under on that one. Redskins to win, to cover, because of that defense, and that is a probably the sleeper of the, the day. I think Gibson will produce. McLaurin's obviously a, a home run throw, a splurge. Uh, Kyle Allen, yeah, I still don't trust, but that McLaurin is fucking amazing. Logan Thomas could be a dart throw there, real cheap daily fantasy, but sleeper of that game, daily fantasy. I'm going with the Washington football team. Even though they're like fifth on the defensive list, I, you know, all the aforementioned reasons. Going with them. Texans, Jaguars. Minshew, I don't even know if he's playing. I haven't checked. I know he's got like a broken finger. Didn't like him before that. But quarterbacks with broken fingers in general, probably not too good. The only thing worse than that is a receiver with a broken hand or something. But I got David Johnson in all four leagues thinking they were going to have an opportunity to feed him. Feel like another caterpillar effect with that shit. Texans should have beat the Titans earlier, or they could have beat the Steelers. They came close, hung in a lot of games, just faulty all the way around. David Johnson's got stuffed at the goal line lots of times. Seems like only when I'm watching. So I will try not to watch this week. James Robinson's obviously a good splurge, especially with that sketchy quarterback situation. I feel like they'll be playing from behind, though, too. He'll get a lot of catches out of the backfield, but also not Chark, but Keelan Cole could be a, a home run sleeper there. He's super cheap. Uh, like I said, I don't know which quarterback's throwing to him or what's happening there, but don't really care. It's the toilet bowl. I think Deshaun Watson will put up some numbers, and then it's between Cooks or Cobb. It's a coin flip. Um, he seemed to be really favoring Cobb lately, but Darren Fells will probably disappoint again, but could be easily, uh, I'm going to go with him as the sleeper of the day. You could also say Texans defense just because of that sketchy quarterback situation. Who's going to win the game? I mean, Houston is minus seven at Jacksonville, and I do think they win and they cover just because Jaguars want Trevor Lawrence. Raiders at Chargers. I need the Chargers to win. Most of my friends in San Diego, which they still kind of claim that team, I know, too soon. Fuck the Raiders, too. Chiefs fan, obviously, and, and that was before they beat us this year on that trap game. Um, Herbert, obviously, I'm worried about him in general, but I'm impressed. He is a fucking real deal. I'm glad he got this opportunity. Lynn should be fired just for the sheer fact of thinking about going back to Tyrod Taylor after Herbert should have beat us. We lucked out in that game, and so I guess should just be happy to be 7-1, and one, really. Um, thank you, Butker. And then he missed six extra points in six weeks in a row. And uh, what the fucker is what I have to say. Hopefully he doesn't do that shit in games that mean something. 
Um, Justin Jackson will hopefully finally get his full opportunity. And uh, he's, he's risen up on the daily fantasy board because of it. Keenan Allen is going to play. He's negative with the COVID in this day and age. Pretty nuts. Herbert, still fairly cheap. You could easily throw him out there as that play. I think Waller has a, a big old day. Jacob's questionable, but Chargers defense a little banged up. They're going to feed him too, but I think the Chargers get a lead in this one. And then I do think they cover at minus one. I think they're going to win it actually at home and not blow a 21-point lead this time. And Raiders thrown from behind though. I, I mean, I think uh, it's Aguilar. Waller's going to have a good day. Aguilar or Ruggs. Dart throw, coin flip, first sleeper of the day in that one. Steelers-Cowboys. I don't even know who the fucking quarterback's going to be for the Cowboys. I haven't even checked because it doesn't fucking matter. As much as I do like them struggling, pray that they beat the Steelers some sort of way. The line's only fucking 14 and a half, and I think the Steelers will probably cover that, even on the road. I hope that they don't, and I think Claypool has a big day. Roethlisberger spreads it around. I think... Uh, Fucking Benny Snell is going to vulture a couple touchdowns from James Conner. Conner has the, probably the best fantasy day of a Steelers side besides their defense. Elliott's kind of questionable, and that Steelers defense is insane, so he's fucked. Um, but playing from behind, there's going to be a lot of dart throws up there, and I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be the sleeper of the day on this one. You could throw Dalton Schultz or Cedric Wilson some sort of way too, but... I think, you know, with Minka Fitzpatrick fucking up Amari Cooper most of the day, that falls down to the second and third tier. It's either Gallup or Lamb, and I, I just like Lamb better. And I think his upside is, is higher. And there's your fantasy sleeper in that game. Dolphins at Cardinals, minus six. Cardinals favored. Really tough, probably the toughest game of the week. I mean, you got very similar young quarterbacks in Murray versus... Tagliovia, his second game. Though, this is going to be his real first test after last week. And I think Cardinals cover at minus six. And my sleeper of the day, I, I think Edmonds is going to kill, but now he's expensive because Drake's out. Gaskin's out. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen in that Dolphins backfield? Always the same with the receivers. As Peterson, even though he's having a down year, will probably cover Parker. So you could say Preston Williams. You could say Gesicki. I just don't trust to his arm. I think he threw for 95 yards last year in his first win. Kyler, very similar, but eons ahead of him at this point. Hopkins has a big day, I think, but sleeper of the day in that game. Daily Fantasy going with the Cardinals defense. I think, uh, I think they're going to get to Tua, and they're going to fuck him up, and he's going to be forced to make throws that he can't right now. Uh, I believe in the kid in the future but not for today in the present. Saints-Bucks, game of the week, probably truly. That's why it's on Sunday night. Tom Brady wants revenge. He looked pretty sad in that first game. Drew Brees has been feeling 40, and I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. He didn't practice most of the week, but he gets... I think Sanders is still out on some sort of COVID situation. They said he'd be back, but no one fucking knows. Kamara has a big day, even though I do believe in that Tampa Bay defense. It's pretty nuts. Um, that could be a sleeper pick with the, you know, Breeze situation. If he doesn't play or gets hurt, I don't even know. Does Jameis come in for some passes? Taysom for some runs? Do you let Taysom actually throw a pass this month? Uh, who knows? Can he th throw a real pass? 
And will you stop for a fucking heaven's sake for all the Breeze fantasy owners bringing that piece of shit in on fourth and one or goal line situations and third down? They're bringing them in. Just a waste. Everybody knows what you're doing. It doesn't make any sense. Sometimes it works, but is it worth the risk? You have the all-time leading passer, and you're taking them out for that shit. It's frustrating. Uh, Anyway, Tom Brady going to spread it around as usual. I think Fournette gets a little more action. That Saints run defense can be tough. Um, let's see here. We got, obviously, all those receivers and all those running backs. Gronk's been coming along. Um, definitely, I think Scotty Miller could could poach a lot. I'm going to, you know, Godwin, I think, is playing, but he's really trusting Miller. Everybody thinks that's his little Welker Edelman. That's what they hope for, and he's. I think he proves that again. They're going to need him this week. I think that's the sleeper of the day there. Then we got your Monday night barn burner. Oh, by the way, I got the Bucks to cover at minus three and a half, and obviously to win it outright. I think they get revenge. They're at home. All those other, you know, Thomas back working into it. Breeze suspect. Kamara has a big day though. I just, you know, pulled over into this big lots parking lot to lay a bet. Did a player prop bet. His over-under on total yards was 89. And I went over for like $69 to win 200 on that one. I, I feel like it's safe. They'll be playing from behind, dipping it down to him. And if they just give this fucker the ball 15 times, you got to admit, besides McCaffrey when he's healthy, this, this guy is the best fucking football player in the league. Most lethal, for sure. Get him the ball, please. Uh, Patriots at Jets. Patriots back on track. You just need a true bye week playing at New York Jets. Uh, Maybe they can all give each other COVID and just save us all strain on our eyes for the rest of the fucking year. Minus nine and a half are the two and five Patriots at New York on the road. And I think they still cover. Cam Newton gets back on track. Probably the, the best play Fantasy-wise, daily fantasy, I would say. Uh, Or the Patriots' defense, of course. It's kind of a toss-up there. But I'm going to start the Patriots' defense. And that'll wrap up predictions. Let's move on to players. I'm just going to throw out, out of one of my 11 daily fantasy lineups, what I think is the most optimum. And I got the splurge, Patrick Mahomes. uh, Hometown boy for me. Obviously, I'm a little biased. It's your most expensive quarterback. But, like I said, that Panthers defense is okay against the run. We uh, tend to go away from it. I feel like it's kind of a statement thing today, too, knowing that it's a trap game. Like I said, they overcompensate for it. Coming off of five touchdowns and 400 yards. I mean, if you're going to splurge on any player, I think it might be the true MVP of the last now three years, including this year. Russell Wilson deserves it right now, but that's stuck at the end of the year. I got Naheem Hines there for aforementioned reasons. Rivers loves to dump down. He'll be playing against the Ravens from behind, and he'll be desperate. And that guy doing backflips and crazy shit in the end zone last week, I mean, that sticks out in your mind. He's a fucking freak. I've always thought that. It's another one of those backup scenarios. Can he, you know, handle a full bulk load? But Catching those passes, he doesn't need to. He's just so goddamn productive with when he does get the ball. So, you know, Taylor's struggling. I think they're going to gonna have to go to him a lot, him and Burton, like I said. But at 4,400, Mahomes is 8,100, by the way. 4,400, and that's, that's a steal. He's averaging 11.3 this year, and I think he, uh, he comes through today playing for behind. 
James Robinson coming off a bye week, 7000 pretty pricey, but toss-up. They're going to be relying on him. Safe play there, averaging 20.1 against the Texans, playing from behind. God knows what quarterback's dumping it to him, and it doesn't fucking matter. I can throw a screen pass right now with my broken dad bod and shitty back. Marvin Jones, like I said, I liked Marvin Hall better, but Marvin Jones at 5,100 in that toss-up game against the Vikings with their fucked-up defense this year. And Stafford, you know, favor in Hawkinson, but Marvin Jones has been trending upward. He kind of always does this every year, and he gets it together and gives us hope for the next year, and then we draft him in the ninth round and waste our pick on him again, and then pick him up in the waiver wire week nine. So I'm going with him, 5,100, solid. 6,500, McLaurin, I think, is actually cheap at that price and a steal, averaging 17 this year, plenty of the Giants, plenty of opportunities. Allen Trustin can throw a little better than Haskins. And, uh, you know, they'll have a lot of opportunities with all the Giants turnovers. So McLaurin has a big day, I think. Dart throw. I'm throwing Thielen out there just because, like I said, I'm a little suspect on the Lions defense still. They'll be feeding Cook, sure. If they score, though, and they give the ball to Swift, actually, or Marvin Jones comes through, which I'm banking on, I mean, Thielen's Thielen's going to catch it now that Jefferson is is just getting so much attention as he should because that guy's a fucking freak and probably the steal of the draft this year, obviously. Mark Andrews back on track. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but Andrews catches two touchdowns. He's dropped down to 4,800 because of his last shitbag weeks where he pooped in his pants, and I think that's actually a steal at that price. Lamar finds him again. And he comes through. 4,500 in my flex. I got Russell Gage, Ridley out. Uh, Gage has been very inconsistent, but, you know, they're going to be targeted on Julio. It's either Hurst or Gage. Coin flip. Don't trust her still. I think Gage comes through with a big week. And then I finish it out with, you know, using all of my money with 2,900 on the Cardinals defense. I already talked about why. Tua's going to turn it over today. And the Cardinals are going to come through in a big way and show us who they are. And I hope they win that division, honestly. I love that team and just the sheer fact that Hopkins is happy and and just doing the Brady versus Belichick thing to the guy that already got fired and Bill Fuckface, whatever his name was. Used to live in Houston, so it's you know I know a lot of Texans fans feel for him right now, but that shit is poetic justice when you trade away one of the top three receivers for an old has-been running back and for your pride or whatever. This is just karma happening every week. Even though I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams, sadly, Hopkins is a motherfucking monster, and he's going to destroy. So that was predictions and players for this week. Sorry it was just me and my stupid voice and uh, all alone, but next week one of my shitty friends is going to answer, and they'll be here. And uh, I'll try to do it Saturday, give a little prep there, and they'll say, hey, depending on which of this shit comes true, I was either really smart, because they're from Boston, fucking fat, filthy fat packers, or fucking stupid. All right, that's it for this week, and fuck off.